0: This time on No, Not the Mind Probe, episode 19, Monster in the Mirror. John, when you're a kid, they tell you it's all grow up, get a job, get married, get a house, have a kid, and that's it. But the truth is, the world is so much stranger than that. It's so much darker, so much matter, and so much better. And that's because, John, what they don't tell you is one day you'll start a Doctor Who podcast with your (laughs) friend. which will delight over 7 to 8 people every mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. I mean and that's what really I mean when I look, yeah, look at those it. download numbers I just I fly. Fly higher than an eagle when I oh, see yeah. that.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. It's it's very uplifting our numbers.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, you know mm-hmm. what I like? You know mm-hmm. what I like about it? Mm-hmm. If you got together all of the listeners of our podcast they wouldn't defy any feg- federal COVID regulation. Nope, nope. They could get together as a group and that would be fine. ProbeCon 2021 could, is going to go be... on as scheduled. <laughs> like, it's no <a> problem. <laughs>
1: Welcome to No. Not the Mind Probe. It's paranoid. That's kind of paranoid, yeah, I think yeah. I was going for. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a podcast where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story everyone ever. I'm putting, you know, I'm putting I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Every single one. Um, uh, yeah. except the audios. Uh, also, some yeah, of the yeah. movies, uh, the plays. Yeah. Some plays. Uh, okay, mm. so almost all. Um, my name is. Um, it's John Grant. Let's say. Uh, and I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for thirty-six years, not straight. Well, gay, uh, <laughs> but not straight. <laughs> thirty-six glorious
0: gay years of watching. That's right. <laughs> and I'm, you know, oh, let's just say my name is Porter Mason. Porter. Um, sure mm-hmm. and uh let's just say john's been asking me to watch doctor who for 26 years and i finally said yes yeah. each episode of no not the mind probe this podcast the one you're listening to uh, yes. uh, we look A quick at quick check two... if you
1: didn't mean to be listening yeah. to no not the mind probe now's the time to bail like yes yes yes, yes <laughs> get yes, out yes. if you're if you're not meant to be because we're definitely
0: gonna do that <laughs> podcast like <we're>, yeah. <laughs> we don't have any other ones in
1: store <laughs> I'm not gonna suddenly just go into our benson podcast we need to get started. oh we yeah. really need to do that <laughs>
0: Each episode, we look at two Doctor Who stories. We're going through the new Doctor Who series in order. And then John, our Doctor Who curator, a sommelier, if you will, finds a pairing with a classic Doctor Who story. John... What magic have you whipped up for this episode?
1: <laughs> well, I've been back in the kitchen and mm-hmm. uh, we've done a light and fluffy, in many ways, actually, uh, Love and Monsters. Um, the next episode in the David Tennant, although very David Tennant light uh, episode. <laughs> yes, uh, very. <laughs> um, and uh, I've paired that with um, uh, a fourth Doctor story, sort of late in the fourth Doctor's run uh, The Creature from the Pit. All right,
0: let's talk about them.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm excited for this. This is mm. these are yeah, these are some interesting tales. <laughs> mm.
0: All right, why don't we recap these episodes? I'm I got to tell you, for, for both of these, particularly this first one, <laughs> my recaps are very short. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I guess maybe you'll have more to more color to fill in
1: <laughs> after I'm through with this. Yeah, anyway, well, I watched a few, like I said earlier, I watched a few episodes of Benson to prepare for this show. We good. Skip <laughs> to that if we need to. <laughs> All right, Love and Monsters. This yeah. is
0: season two of The New Who, episode 10. It was released on the 17th of June, 2006. Mm. And here, John, is a clip.
1: Everything I ever wanted has been absorbed. Oh, else don't
0: say that. But it's true. But join us, join us, little man. Come on, it's everlasting peace. Come on, join us. Dissolve into me. said my mom yeah um very dramatic well moment. i'm glad you included that hideous thing in the clip and that sound design was <laughs> the, the hideous. yeah okay here's yeah. what happened uh <laughs> smash cut to a dude narrating his video blog early video blog by the way this yeah. guy has an early video blog 2006 that's that's you you'd have trouble finding a host to uh with give you the bandwidth to do a video blog there yeah. but now you
1: got to record on camcorder and then you got a VHS yeah. to computer probably and then yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot
0: and uh let me actually see him now I'm interested by this uh YouTube 2006
1: I think YouTube I... might
0: have not started yet well YouTube mm-hmm. might have been 2005 yeah 2005 so mm-hmm. that just started yeah. um okay well anyway now that we got that taken care of <laughs> uh, let's move on to the the classic <laughs> who now um so he's narrating his video blog and we see that he's discovered I forget now, honestly, but he's discovered pictures of the doctor. He's interacted with the doctor. And um then we just kind of keep hearing from him the whole episode. So um the doctor he he takes the, the doctor and Rose are Ancillary parts of the story. Well, they're the main part, but they appear on screen very little. Yeah,
1: this is the episode where they get written out of Doctor Who. It was it was a weird choice. Yeah. <laughs> they just got written out of the series and never were. Yeah, back, actually, just I came about w- this guy.
0: It's never told from their perspective,
1: yeah, and weird. I kept
0: waiting for that to happen because I thought it was just going to be a conceit to show that this who this guy was. That's why they showed the video blog. But it's actually just the the framing. Not I thought it was going to be the framing device. It wasn't just the framing device. It was how the whole story was told. It's the whole device. So he and th- the beginning of this episode is kind of fascinating. He and some pals who also came in contact with the doctor have formed a little support group about that. Mm. And then we see the the life cycle of the support group that just slowly becomes nothing about the doctor. <laughs> and they're just Social a group thing. of friends <laughs> who are hanging out and doing random things together. Linda. So <laughs> I just remember watching this thing, like, what is happening? Like, why am I watching this? Because they just, it's sort it's very funny. It's done almost like a sketch, yeah. like at the beginning. And in fact, um, one of the people in it, and I'm going to look up and see him while you're talking later, um, is a guy from It's Alan Partridge, who I was just mentioning. I oh, yeah. was mentioning that show to you the other day. And mm-hmm. he, he's hes great. He's the older gentlemen in the in the group
1: that audience um, that happened off podcast. Porter and I interact outside the podcast. <laughs> I'm from time so to time. sorry, <laughs> oh, guys, I'm so sorry. We try to keep it fresh here, but sometimes we talk anyway. So
0: then, a ridiculously dressed man in capes and hats, looking sort of like Darkwing Duck, <laughs> enters, <laughs> and he demands that the club. He 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 declares that the club has become needs to become more centered around the Doctor again, and he has some kind of more immediate intel on the doctor and his whereabouts. And the group sets out to insert themselves into the lives of people in the doctor's orbit. Our main narrator befriends Jackie Rose's mom. Jackie is super into him. <laughs> <and> wants to, <laughs> wants to do it. Uh, wants to have fun time
1: mm, uh, it, with him. It. But it. we won't say what, cause we don't want to get the dreaded E on our podcast. So she wants no, to no show
0: him her down there. Yeah. Um, record
1: collection that's what we call it
0: but then she realizes he's there for info on the doctor and she boots Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. we soon find out that the caped crusader guy (laughs) is actually an alien who's been absorbing other members of the club and hopes to absorb the doctor he is really gross looking Hmm. with little shrunken heads of the people that he's absorbed all over his body like all over, Mm -hmm. even the naughty bits. Mm -hmm. It's gross Mm. and our narrator is about to be absorbed too, but then the Doctor
1: and Rose arrive and they save him and
0: and he gets to keep his girlfriend's shrunken
1: head to talk to at yeah, night on a, on a little paving tile yeah the happy end yeah, yeah. <laughs> the end <laughs> uh, that's all i got um, so anything
0: i missed there I, I
1: don't no i'm this is, i'm gonna shock you this was um <laughs> this was not a popular episode when it aired oh, <laughs> um, it is a bit unexpected um, it makes the Sladeen
0: look really easy to handle. Yeah, right? uh,
1: it, it does. Uh, uh, this is Russell T Davies wrote this. Um, I I don't dislike it as much as a lot of other people do. It does some things really well. So it is. It 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 became for a couple seasons. There it sort of became this tradition of the Doctor Light episode because mm. they were recording the seasons in sort of these blocks. They record three episodes at a time, three or four episodes at a time. Um, Often the same director as a way to you know to so they could. They didn't necessarily have to record each episode one at a time. They could you know, bundle stuff together, I guess, like you do. Uh and um, but obviously David Tennant as sort of the prime mover of the series is in just and and and, and uh, Billy Piper as well is in just about every scene. Uh and so it became a lot to record, right? It was it's was just a lot to yeah. schedule. Um so they came up with the idea of, we'll do these Dr. Light episodes where he's still part of it, but obviously not as significant a role and that will allow us to, you know, use him for other things and you know working on the series finale or season finale or whatever. Um, so we get the Dr. Light episodes. I like, uh, this one's okay. The, um, uh, next season is Blink, which is one of the, actually one of the great Dr. Who episodes, which is also a Dr. Light episode. So it can be done well. Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, uh, if this, if we get picked up for a third season, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know yeah. if we can crack the double digit listeners, uh, then they'll be big. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I like the, obviously the idea is like, all right, let's look at let's look at the doctor's adventures from someone else's perspective. Right. We always, as you mentioned, we always sort of see it from the doctor's perspective. It's, always, you know, we're always following right. him and we know he's right and, you know, whatever, uh, whatever. But, uh, you know, here it's like, OK, let what? how is, how are other people affected? How would other people see his adventures? I think it's it's obviously lifting the idea of. Uh, Clive, the guy from Rose, right, that she found on the internet, who had been following the Doctor's art history. I think it's kind of lifting that idea. He 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 was killed by the Autons on the first episode. Right. Oh, what right. if we what if we ran with that idea, right? What would this look like? Um, uh, and so I think that's kind of clever. I like. Um, I I think the group is kind of sweet. I it is Russell T Davies' strength is sort of these kitchen sink dramas, as they're called, or or and and he is excellent at. Establishing these characters very quickly, the relationships rate like a few lines of dialogue and they all have characters and relationships spinning. I mean, it, it's really, um, I think that's kind of well done. Um, Peter K plays the off He is apparently a well known comedian. I can't say that I knew much about him, but at the time he was apparently, maybe still is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a well known comedian. Um, the Absorbeloff itself uh was designed by a nine year old child uh who won a contest. Uh <laughs> I'm oh, not God. kidding. <laughs> so um Blue Peter, uh, which is a sort of very well known children's program uh in the UK. I, I think I'm not sure what the ages are. I think fairly young, but um you know, it's kind of just aimed at children and they had a contest. It's always closely associated with Dr. who they had a contest and this little kid won the contest and they said, we'll use the monster in Dr. Who. So you feel like that might be Russell T. Davis being like, let's see if I can challenge myself. Um, I, the monster design is quite horrible. I think it is, it's, I mean, obviously, they're gross monsters and green, you know, green blobby monsters or whatever. It's the little black thong, however, that <laughs> really sells yeah. it. And then having it in full light, you know, running down the street in the middle of the day may have been a bit of a mistake. Like, you may have wanted a more atmospheric like that.
0: <laughs> and the, the faces. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just um, tough.
1: Yeah, um, I do think um, uh, Camille Cordery, Jackie is great uh, in this. Yeah. Um, they, they write her and the, her loneliness about Rose being away. I love the line where she talks. She mentions Mickey used to come and do stuff and fix stuff and like, you know, sort of capturing. Oh, yeah. Well, Mickey leaving also affected Jackie, um, which I thought was sort of, sort of a, a sweet addition um, as well. People. Um, but as I say, this was not uh, this was not a well loved episode when it came out. I'm not sure a lot of people still don't like it. People were highly offended uh, at the uh, there's the very risque joke towards the end about um, how they even had somewhat of a love life. Him and the mouth in a ceiling tile, and people were like, "Oh," <laughs> which is it does sail a little bit off. Um, yeah. Uh, that is uh, Ursula is played by a Harry Potter person, I believe. Um, uh, something I don't know, whining Millie or ghostly. Millie. I don't know some. Oh, some high pitched oh. ghost character, and uh, I don't think it's Millie. Was I'm, oh, I'm, that her? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Uh, 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 Shirley Henderson is the actress's name.
0: She plays moaning Myrtle. Yeah, moaning yeah.
1: Myrtle, yeah. miming Millie or whatever. Yeah, something like that. She um, is uh, only five feet
0: tall, and she was 37 when she played Moaning Myrtle, meaning she's the oldest actor to play a teenage Hogwarts student in the Harry Potter films. It's <laughs> oh, that funny. Good. good times. That and mm-hmm. I wanted to mention, uh, because I really do like the actor quite a bit, the older gentleman in the group, in oh, yes, the group Mr. Uh, Mr. Skinner. Yeah, Mr. Skinner. Um, he's played by uh, a gentleman named Simon Greenall, who, as I mentioned, plays a a geordie fellow uh in i'm ellen partridge uh, and he's very very funny
1: um elton is played by mark warren who's been in a lot of things actually um i think this was an early ish role for him he's, uh, yeah, he he's done a lot of things yeah um, well so no,
0: i thought like you said i thought that there my thing with this episode was there are concepts in here that i think would be interesting yeah like it's not necessarily bad that we're following someone else's perspective and or that it's told with a video blog and using the perspective of kind of like the bystanders or those affected by the doctor, like you said, is interesting. This is a common thing in Marvel stories. Mm-hmm. They, they usually have a big event in comic book stories. They they'll have a big event and then they'll get mileage out of saying like, Hey, that happened. We watched, you know, Hulk and Wolverine do stuff. Right. We can get like ten other books. I'm just saying. Hey, what about all these people right next like, to them? What can, happened? There?
1: Wolverine's dry cleaning. Like, <laughs> that that guy
0: had to do something? They really do. But and then, then, but they try to just follow through the reality of it. Of like, well, what would have happened? Like, it was this one panel where Hulk got thrown through an office building. But now this whole office has to rebuild for like you know. And <laughs> I'm serious. They'll do stories about that. Hmm. So that's fine. Like, I mean, I think that stuff is interesting. And I also liked the idea of. Uh, that they explored a bit with Jackie of that. It's like she is close to a celebrity. So she's getting yeah. used by someone who just wants to get close to the doctor. So there's interesting stuff here. It's just doesn't hold together well. And it's just, it's just an odd thing. And, I and then, and then, then the, the monster design is yeah, really
1: the monster design stuff. And then I think they were the tone, you know, again, we've talked about tonal shifts in the past. Um uh it's like okay, they've got this really nice. I, there are some really sweet moments uh, and dramatic moments with the with the group and and the moment with Jackie where he's talking to her and realizes he doesn't want to you know sort of con her anymore and stuff like that. And then yeah, it's sort of counterbalance with these like the, the whole Scooby-Doo chase at the beginning, right? Where they're running back and forth on the door. And it is exactly a scene from Scooby-Doo, Like, right? Or at one point, like they're chasing her and they're coming out of doors. They didn't go in. And it's just like, okay, yeah. Wh- what are you, what are you going for? here? <laughs> like, where are you? <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure at some point they were like, look, we can't be too serious about a giant rubber monster with a black thong running around the streets. We're going to have to do this kind of wacky, but it's almost like they decided halfway through oh you know shoot we're gonna have to be a little wackier with it and it's weird, it's, it's a well, weird and tone his,
0: his narration the tone is set by like hmm. it frames the whole thing his narration and what it's sort of set up as is it's it's poking fun at someone who would make a video blog like this the whole time and it's sort of like oh they're very self-serious they're talking so much about themselves that's sort of the tone the whole time so it's hard to then and then and then the beginning part when the little support group does descend into a group of friends like it's all very silly it feels like a sketch and i just don't think it ever really recovers from that and yeah then i i don't know it was it was very strange episode
1: it's it's (laughs) very strange yeah
0: yeah all right let's um
1: look let's Let's just put that behind us (laughs) just
0: move past love and monsters um
1: to to really the other the the pinnacle of doctor who this is the other side of the the creature (laughs) yeah the
0: creature from the pit Mm. this is season 17 which i would just marvel with these higher numbers and this is still in doctor the fourth doctor Mm. so like wow uh, okay so uh serial three mm-hmm. story three of the original mm-hmm. series this is four episodes it was released the 27th between the 27th of October and the 17th of November in 1979 I was i I hadn't quite turned two yet mm. again not a huge who fan at this point quite, I yeah. was uh you know I check in on it i yeah. you know, <laughs> if i was flipping through i'd see it but,
1: but not podcasting at this point really i mean we're just i didn't do a lot podcasting of podcasting in its infancy yeah 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 <laughs> uh
0: i believe you paired a little clip yeah, here so i'm gonna play change, that I do a little clip. right here i'm not sure what do you mean
1: i don't know <laughs> hello i realize this must be a very frightening experience for you but please don't be alarmed. What are you talking about? I don't know. That wasn't me talking. Doctor, what's happening? Look, I know this sounds odd. I didn't say that. You didn't say what? That's what I just said. I beg your pardon? You know what I said just now? About this being a frightening experience, but don't be alarmed. Yes. I didn't say that. You didn't
0: know? I was too busy being frightened and alarmed. A <laughs> <laughs> lot, lot of this is a this is the Tom <laughs> Baker tour de force. Episode, yeah. um, a lot of wit. So here's what we've done. This is also similarly, for different, I don't know, for a different reason, uh, just kind of short, <laughs> <I> my <might laughs> recap. But uh, the Doctor and Rumana, who is uh, a lady time doctor, mm-hmm. who we, I met uh, a couple ups uh, ago, and yes, canine uh, land on a jungle planet, and they find a big egg. Suddenly, tumbleweeds <laughs> engulf the Doctor. <laughs> he is captured by soldiers. Uh, they take him to a beautiful, angry queen, Lady Adrasta, who berates the doctor for his thoughts on the egg. She's so mean, John. But I think I could change her. I think she just <laughs> needs someone like me to unlock her softer side. Right. Very, very into Lady Adrasta. Um, anyway, we find out uh, what we find out is that this planet has a metal shortage, mm. and Lady Adrasta has all the metal. So that's a good place to be, <laughs> if, you know. And her home castle—I don't forget what they really refer to. A bit vague. It sits atop the one mine where you can get more metal. And then within the mine is a beast that she feeds people to occasionally. Or so we think. Hmm. The doctor jumps into the mine to, you know, find out more. Carpe diem. (laughs) He just really (laughs) just, you know. And uh, he befriends a delightful astrologist. I love this guy. Uh, He was really great. Uh, This astrologist has been living in the mine. He was similarly thrown in by Lady Adrasta for like having a. Wrong prediction from for from his soothsaying, and he's been in there. He's been avoiding the monster for some time. I don't know if they say how long, but yeah, he's it been in there a while. while. He's
1: been eating its scraps. In the end,
0: we discover the monster is actually a misunderstood alien, i.e., <laughs> <laughs> the plot of fifty percent of all Doctor <laughs> <laughs> episodes is alien races misunderstanding mm-hmm. one another. <laughs> Uh, the the monster hails from a planet and that's you know what that's not really a monster positive term I shouldn't yeah. call it a yeah, monster um, it. Yeah, it's in, uh, the the Tythonian the Tythonian uh, beast yeah. yeah he identifies as Tythonian so <laughs> um, we're a woke podcast that's right, no, that's right that's okay, yeah. right he hails from a planet what they hail mm. from a planet with uh, a lot of metal mm. but not a lot of plant life mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so uh, they'd come to this planet years ago, but were imprisoned by Lady Adrasta since she wants to keep the metal supply low. She wants it rare because she controls that. The alien lets us know that his pals back home on the home planet on Tythonia have, you know, kind of interpreted this capture as kind of an act of war. Yeah, you throw in
1: one ambassador in pit, and everybody's like, <laughs> "Ooh, it's wrong. You can't do that." Yeah, it's and it's so you. they
0: are. And so what they have decided to do is very slowly <laughs> they are retaliating um, by sending a neutron star like on the way to just F all their s up. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor helps some of Lady Address's subject to kind of understand what she's doing to them Fine. to rise against her in a fairly calm way. It's yeah. a very, it's fairly a very calm. Uprising. Yeah. Um, and He works with the Tythonian to weave a giant web around the neutron star, which I don't think that works. Um, I love it. I loved that little uh, effect. And we all live to fight another day. And in a thrilling bit of plot, we excitingly sign a trade (laughs) 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 agreement, which is the true exciting ending to all stories. That is what people like. Uh, And P.S. K-9 was here the whole time. and He was (laughs) was fine. He was fine. This is a fine K-9 story for me. I was okay with K-9. I still think... He's extremely limited because it seems like if you literally can't point him at what he needs to do, <laughs> then he is. Th- that was literally how they deactivated it to say, keep the tin dog pointed at the wall. That'll yeah, just save okay. us. And it time. works, actually. <laughs> Um but that's it. Uh anything I, I miss here uh in this Tour de Force?
1: Well, let's see. Um you you completely excised the bandits from your memory, which oh, appeared yeah. to have wandered in from a Monty Python sketch that was filming next door and they just kept it in there. Well, that was like what was the other
0: episode where we had some uh some cookie goes in there saying, Oh, we gotta get this. It was there was another episode that There's was
1: probably a few.
0: Um yeah, yeah
1: these are um some people even suggested that these are slightly offensive, that they they, they may be uh, being played with voices as if they were sort of Jewish caricatures. Um, uh, oh, wow, I didn't get that. Yeah, I'm not sure I got that. Um, uh, did you recognize uh, Lady Adrasta's assistant, Corella?
0: No, because I was very distracted
1: by Lady Adrasta. <laughs> <laughs> as Mayor of France, right. like Corella was Zah. Yeah. Za. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, it's... No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, the gosh. appearances of Zah are constant in the actor. No, uh, but no, it is actually Zah adjacent, as they say. Uh, hmm. It is Eileen uh, uh, Way, uh, who played Old Mother. So it is the old woman. Oh,
0: Old Mother, yeah, Old Mother. Right? You kind
1: of recognize the voice. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, so yet again, callbacks to an earthly child. It's just... Like bad wolf just appears throughout. Rockland yes, history. that's right. Um, this is uh, yeah. Um, so creature from the pit also not 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 necessarily the Citizen Kane of uh, of Doctor Who. Um, this is uh, during the season script edited by Douglas Adams, uh, as you might be able to, oh. to guess. <laughs> There's a lot of humor. Uh, Tom Baker clearly having a great time. Some great a lot lines. of great
0: lines. His, from Tom um, Baker, I yeah. love
1: the thing where she's like uh, she's explaining to him that you know we call it the creature. We call it the pit and he goes you do have a way with words <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then there's a, a lot of people don't like it I think it's very funny but when he goes down the well and he's hanging off the side yes. he's like he pulls out the book <laughs> Everest in easy stages and he's like oh it's in Tibetan and then he pulls out the book teach yourself tibetan <laughs> he's clearly learning I like that i mean <laughs> I he pulls great. it off and
0: <laughs> It's silly. I, I like that. I read, wrote that down. I'd written that, that joke. That it was moment. very funny.
1: Um, uh, uh, this is written by, so Douglas Adams is a script editor. Uh, so obviously he had heavy influence written by a guy named David Fisher, who's um, uh, actually writes some very clever, smart. So it's actually, the story is somewhat clever. It's an interesting idea, right? Sort of this. Yeah. You know, the whole, the whole concept is very interesting. Um, the execution leaves a little bit to be decided. I think, um, uh you definitely have the Dr. Romana kind of at the height of their powers, certainly very confident, right? Uh you, you have this is um <clears throat> this is actually Lala Ward's first story as Romana or playing it, uh, is actually um uh not it was as you say the third story in broadcast. Where she'd appeared earlier, but this was recorded first, and so the is still kind of getting used to the role. Um but again, uh actually quite similar to um uh, Loss, where she's kind of takes the scruffy uh, uh, you know, the scruffy band of people, and just is totally in control of them the whole way, and totally manipulating them. Right.
0: So Megalos was, uh, was the other yeah. uh, Monty Python band of yeah, of, exactly uh, folks.
1: Um, uh, they might have been the same people. <laughs> well been. Um, but Jeffrey, I love when they would
0: have their little planning. The sorry, I didn't interrupt. But those little planning groups of they say like, "Well, we got to go in and get the metal," and then you go and it's like, "But I don't know why we're getting the metal." And just,
1: <laughs>
0: really great. It
1: was yeah. It's it's an interesting choice. <laughs>
0: I didn't mention them by the way because basically their whole point is just to point out that metal is scarce and. You know that's yeah, why. Yeah, they don't add a lot to, yeah, the, to the story. They're fun. I mean, they're
1: okay. Um, yeah, no, I it, like it. It's them. it's a lot. Um, then you have uh, um, uh, Jeffrey Belden plays or- organum, the astrologer. Uh, he is great. Love he was him. Actually, um, considered for the role of the Doctor a couple times. I think um, I could see it. A pretty well-known actor. Uh, I actually, could you know what
0: I'm going to add him to my list Companions? of? Yeah. I think he'd be a great companion. Yeah. I think he'd be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, he's very, um, he actually, so uh, Big Finish, the audio uh, producers, did many years ago now, almost 15 years ago, I think, a, uh, a series they called Doctor Who Unbound. And basically the idea was like, well, what if you weren't, what if you didn't have to You know, adhere to any of the canon of Doctor Who. Would have let's take. They just said, "What if the Doctor was X?" Uh, So one of the storylines, and they cast different actors as Doctors. And one of the storylines was, "What if the Doctor had never left Gallifrey?" Uh, And they actually cast Jeffrey Belden as a different version of the first Doctor, Um, and he's pretty good. It's kind of interesting um uh it's interesting you like canine a little bit more he's actually portrayed by a different actor um <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's more believable david brearley uh if you, you the voice is a little bit different as you can hear uh takes over for a season before john leeson then comes back next season uh which is odd. people just missed, missed people like the original one yeah um no i liked then, it
0: better because i thought it was used uh it was just used a little bit more uh judiciously and yeah. um you know, I it, it just it is it is so ridiculous because it, it goes back and forth between being the easiest thing in the world to stop and <laughs> the most powerful being in the universe <laughs> at times. Um yeah, that's about so, right. yeah.
1: um yeah, that's kinda how it works. Uh I, by
0: the way, I added organ organon? Org- organon or something like that. Organon. Yeah. Uh so my list is now four. I'm just gonna yeah. remind people here. Companions that should have been. Mm-hmm. We have Ray yeah. from Delta Number and the Bannerman, one. top okay. of the charts. Mrs. Moore from Rise of the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Then Organon. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to add him there. And then uh, the kid from Idiot's Lantern. <laughs> I just threw him in there. He's at the edge. Kid, <laughs> with no yeah. um, kid with no
1: name. Yeah. Kid with no name. Boy. I'm, boy. <laughs> you there, boy. Um, possibly gay boy. Yeah. Remember? Possibly that, that was gay okay. boy. Oh. By the way, uh, Mark Gatus update, still gay. Still, Still gay. Mark Still Guinness. gay. You know? okay. <laughs> um, and then, of course, this episode is notorious, uh, similar to Eleven Monsters, for uh, the monster design. The Tythonian. Uh, yes. Uh, so the idea, uh, this is designed by, well, a whole team of people take credit for this. <laughs> um, uh, but the idea was, okay, they, they said, at least we're going to do one of the biggest, a huge monster, right? Um, and the idea was it was going to be this sort of blobby amoeba thing. Uh, and, you know, it would basically just sort of ooze through these tunnels and you can sense that in a couple of the effect shots. And then it would be able to, you know, extend, you know, a little pseudopod kind of thing to uh, as it does. Um, then, of course, they brought it on set. Uh, and uh, it rolls out And it basically Everybody just They had to stop recording Because everybody Just started laughing And uh, really? they said Well You have built us A giant penis uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sticking through uh, And um, uh, Apparently there were Several meetings And production uh, Conversations with uh, People I Called on the carpet Afterwards to be like What happened here And they like they had to Modify it uh, To make it look Slightly less penis like um, And you yeah, it's um, it is a it is a somewhat tragic design, uh, because you know, when it is in close up, it does come off as sort of a trash, a glowing trash bag with with or the, the weird, yeah, penis swinging. Uh, in front I of can it.
0: I can relate to this because we recently had snow here at my house. I can't
1: I I, wait, by the way, to see where this goes. right now. <laughs> So
0: we recently had snow, and I was uh, in the backyard. My daughters wanted me to build a snowman, but they were mm. specific; they wanted a snow queen. Mm. So I built this. Uh, a dress and then I was building the torso and head of the Snow Queen and as I was building it I stepped away and said oh I have just built a giant penis in my backyard (laughs) and so I was trying to finish as quickly as I could because the whole plan with the Snow Queen was we were going to put a tiara on her in addition to the you know eyes and face that I was like we need to get the tiara out here now (laughs) and my wife had thought she was watching from the back room and had thought the same thing the whole time, but she was like, "I didn't have the heart to tell you because you looked like you were having a lot of fun." And <laughs> and I, I realized as I was shaping the penis with my hands, I was like, "Oh, you know what I'm doing right now? <laughs> I'm just shaping a huge monument of a, of a phallus of a monument here." So um, a, a woman,
1: um, a, a woman silhouette who looks like a penis is that? Is well, that what's she just going if on? you can
0: imagine, mm-hmm. if you can imagine a, a typical snowman type, which mm. would be. A large ball, a medium-sized ball, snowman type. You know, (laughs) just uh, (laughs) one of those—the silhouette of a snowman that you would recognize, right? Three three balls. As I was, as I was building uh, that, I said, "You know what? I'm going to make this look a little bit more elegant for Mm -hmm. the Snow Queen. So instead of the the three ball shape, I'm going to make the the middle one a cylinder, and then I'm going to put the one ball on the
1: top. Okay. And as you can sort of start to, yeah. So it's an erect penis in your yard, yeah.
0: That's oh yes, it was it was fully erect, and uh, but with a tiara on the top <laughs> and some eyes and arms,
1: so we didn't get Fair. any complaints. So I I can Fair. relate to this. Okay. Like, yeah, this so you you've this. accidentally built a penis as well, um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Yeah, Um yeah. So it was a, a so the story is uh, is someone refers to that. It's a weirdly structured story too, because they kill off a Drasta at like the beginning of episode four um yeah it's like, you're right it's she's very early a good while. right yeah and then they and sort I'm of... thinking
0: she's gonna come back because the way they kill her is I don't know in such a way that I thought she might just rolled know, over, by she's just yeah, yeah. over by a penis she's just run over by a penis right so let's talk about actually the not just the design of the Titanian, but uh, what it's meant to do is it, it's just kind of like like a big brother or sister it just sort of sits on you yeah it, it doesn't just like
1: over you and then, like, oh. and then we
0: find out it can spin metal into yeah yarn.
1: um yeah um the the funny thing is it's uh so the creature design is pretty bad. Um the jungle design is amazing. Like that was in a yes. studio and you're just like, oh wow, they're inside. They're in a the jungle. It's very So my funny.
0: note was right. Yes, definitely. And the cave is pretty good too. And my note was it's really the lighting, how they do that. The lighting yeah. looks amazing. And it, it's on uh, it looks as good as some of the parts that they will have on film, but yeah. it's on video, but they've just lit it really well. And the jungle looks great.
1: Yeah, it definitely. I noticed that, too. Like, it's like, oh, he looks like he's standing in the sun. Like, you know, normally you can yeah. see, you know, normally you in the Doctor Who jungle. You can see, like, the floor of the studio and there's like an exit sign over one of the plants. But like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, no, and they, like they have <laughs> it lighted such that. It looks like the sunlight coming through, like the canopy yeah. of trees. It's really looks impressive. Good. Um, and then Canine's there, so like Canine looks very realistic.
1: <laughs> well, uh, and the um the the wolf weeds the the, the funny. but ridiculous. those worked right. Those are actually remote control. It was a they they actually rolled somehow, which is actually oh. quite a clever practical
0: effect. Um, they're like the first BB-8, the little yeah, like exactly. living early BB-8. Thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: if he were a weed plant, of
0: some kind. <laughs> <laughs> they also, by the way, just sit on you yeah just, everything which is kind
1: of yeah um uh yeah so so uh, and that's just if you're gonna forgive the creature design it's gonna be like okay well you know they did they did Clearly, they were talented designers and people on the yeah. story it just didn't they just missed the mark slightly with the giant blob penis <laughs>
0: <laughs> Theme coming around the corner it's a theme coming around the corner it's a theme coming around the corner it's a no it's a monster run away from that monster no it's still a theme mm. john we're adherents of the repeating themes mm-hmm. on no not the mind probe mm-hmm. uh we think that things happen more than once and there's a reason for that uh or if there isn't we should still talk about it yeah and this week, yeah, I think pretty clear we're going to talk about monster design or yeah. lack thereof or monster over design <laughs> or any number of things. But obviously this is a, a huge yeah. a huge part of Doctor Who. And I'm going to go back to something that you said, I think maybe even the first episode, but definitely, definitely early on is monster design becomes a really big thing with Doctor Who because they effort to not just have humanoid shapes. Right. And so then you really get into kind of trying to expand your mind of what could an alien look like it could be anything, so yeah. we get into some weird places because of that,
1: yeah I mean that's the um uh if you actually the first monsters the Daleks uh actually saw obviously ZA. first of all and they were like <laughs> I don't know if we can ever we can <laughs> ever crack that yeah, you can never hit the pinnacle <laughs> yeah so. Obviously, obviously, big ZA fans here, folks. If you're new to Probe, uh, big ZA fans, big Zah. Uh, join us for ZA Fest uh, 21. Uh, that'll be a big celebration <laughs> of all he... things Zah.
0: <laughs> What did he just come back in Inferno? He was Inferno, So we,
1: we love ZA. Um, so grab yourself a personal pan ZA. <laughs> and uh, sit back and watch some Zah. That's oh, how we do boy. it here. But after Zah, um, you know, sort of second best. Like, right, post Zah. Yeah, if got, you talk about who, the
0: you, best. Have the, <laughs> you have Zah and then you have post Zah, yeah. who is what right, I like think We've got about our it.
1: filet mignon. What's our New York strip? Uh, and uh, they went, uh, when they were designing the Daleks, one of the things they said was, well, we want it to not look like a person in a suit. Uh, and so the Daleks are short, they move in a weird way. Uh for a long time people thought they were robots or they were you know remote controlled, they weren't actually didn't actually have people in them, uh pedaling them around. Um and uh yeah, so they, they're sort of always uh challenging themselves. Uh and the great thing about um I think I think it, I think it's it's great in that they're taking a risk uh as we see baby in these two episodes they don't always succeed <laughs> um i <laughs> think it's sort of that's the danger right i mean like uh you know it's often doctors often compared to star trek where there's sort of all the monsters in star trek basically just have extra bumps on their foreheads or you know weird shaped right. ears they're all like
0: bipedal you yeah. know
1: and, and humanoid and they don't um it's interesting, right? It's safe because they never, uh, you know, Star Trek still has some ridiculous things, but not as they don't generally, if they stumble, they don't stumble too far. Right. I mean, it's, it's like, um, people are just like, okay, you know, they're aliens. They kind of look like us and they're not totally ridiculous. Then, you know, again, you, if you, if you sort of gamble and go for something big, like Dr. Who does sometimes, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to make it. And, and, you know, they are even pushing against, obviously they have no budget for this show. Um, Again, uh, a ratto in Creature from the Pit appears to be a giant backlit garbage bag uh, <laughs> with, with a penis coming out the side. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and they, they were I think they had some production assistance or people inside. there, like pushing it forward and, and stuff like that. And they're you know, they're they're trying to make it work. Um, and you know, the writers, it is the job of the director, obviously to, to sit down and, and, you know, read the script and be like, all right, we can make that work or we can't do that. Um, and you know, remember originally who did not have any CGI. I mean, there was, you know, they could do a, a green screen, basically CSO, uh, CSO uh, color separation overlay, they called it. Um, but they couldn't. You know, so that could put like maybe a small thing next to a big, you know, they, they could do right. a, little, a little bit with it and they use it a bit on the creature in Creature from the Pit. You can see a few scenes. Um, but yeah, they had to do it all with practical effects. Uh, and so, you know, the new series is, it is almost in many ways more challenging. I mean, I'm curious to you. You've commented a few times on the CGI in the new series. And you're like, ah, sometimes it doesn't quite work. And, it, and Well, but does that bother you more than like? Does does Irato uh, the creature from the pit does that bother you as much? Do you do you go like ah they were doing their best?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that's right. Um, bad CGI looks, it, it's harder to forgive, or it just it it feel it stands out more. It feels more just lame feeling bad practical effects generally not not always but generally like a bad monster that's clearly like a silly garbage bag or whatever just looks kind of fun and funny and um you, you get the sense of what if we made a high school play or like a bad student film and had this yeah. thing in it it's just sort of fun you can laugh at it it's hard to like laugh at bad cgi it just feels bad it doesn't feel humorous or uh fun i think bad practical effects doesn't like elevate anything and right. it it certainly doesn't work you know we laugh at megalos because there's a talking cactus <laughs> and like it's just sort of enjoyable to laugh at this but like when the cgi is bad it has to be a real it has to be like i think it's just easier for a bad practical effect to be enjoyable and funny right. whereas a, there is bad cgi that's funny but it has to be pretty bad <laughs> and, and and i think it actually also has to go into it with like really attempting humor with it so yeah um, whereas just sort of a a cgi that misses the mark just feels off and it, it, there's a thing called the uncanny valley right, too yeah. which is um not always what this is about but sometimes that's part of it where the uncanny valley is as you uh, make try to make things look more and more realistic uh using computer graphics i guess with anything but pretty much with computer but computer graphics um it becomes more and more believable the closer you get and then it dips significantly as you get closer to reality right. because your senses just sort of take it in and your 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 mind just reacts very negatively because it's so clear that it's like your mind warning you know that's fake that's wrong right. something's very wrong and so <laughs> CGI, especially this era, like the 2000s or whatever, it's not like you're watching, you know, Toy Story or whatever. It's like they're they're clearly they're they're intercutting it into real footage. It's our world. It's not Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like you're supposed to think that these things are in the same world, and so it just jumps out and feels really, really uh, bad. So yeah, I generally enjoy. I think it's tough because like I enjoy the the bad monsters from Doctor Who, whereas like bad CGI from the new one you don't get any sort of enjoyment or like a laugh out of it. It just feels like, eh. and they were doing, and a lot of cases it's, they're even doing their best. It's like this, like you said, given the budget, given everything, it's not like they're, it's, they they probably worked
1: super hard trying to get the thing to work. And that's what I wonder if that's the, if that's why we're forgiving of it or something was not like, so CGI, I don't understand what's happening right i mean like you know someone's there they're putting some ones and zeros in and things are happening i assume that's what happens right you just sit at your computer and you yeah. like one and zero one zero yeah <laughs> um, start from scratch yep. but like and so but yeah so when it um when uh, when it when it doesn't look good i probably react to it the same way as like when my itunes doesn't do something right and i'm like stupid coders like what's wrong with these people it's like <laughs> this isn't an enormously complex you know computer program right. that can have any number of ways that it braces something i'm just like oh come on idiots just fix it. Whereas practical effects, I think there is an element of like, oh, yeah, if I tried to do that, like, yeah, I know it's hard to paint a garbage bag green and backlight it. Like, because (laughs) I've done that. or Yeah, I'd probably make a penis by mistake, too. Like, I mean, it's sort of a there's an element of, okay, I understand what they're trying to do. And I understand. And then when I tried in my feeble mind to figure out how I would try to do it, I'm like, well, I probably wouldn't come up with much better here. <laughs> Whereas, you know, with a computer uh, CGI, you're kind of like, I know what you want to do and I don't understand how you're doing it. So I just assume it should be done perfectly and I'm not going to forgive you for it right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, tough. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's by the way, it's not the other thing like you just described, like you're seeing it as um, so having done some very little like, but like some 3D modeling and animation um so much of it people think of it as this like technical achievement like it's like oh you didn't do it and of course it the the fact that it is it is it exists is a technical achievement and there are aspects of it there are technical achievements but most of the work of doing it is very much just the art of trying like you would try to animate anything it's like it's an artist who has to be good at character design and character animation and it's not like the software or machines or like coders are are it's like what really goes into it is um, the 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 artists and the animators yeah. who are working at like that's the hard part and that's hard with anything like that's so it, it is literally the same thing it's yeah. like a costume designer kind of trying their best and then missing the mark it's the same thing it's the okay. same people doing it but it just it's it's we're less forgiving of it like just for type in a reason. couple
1: more ones and zeros in <laughs> it's not <laughs> <enough ones laughs> <and> zeros.
0: <laughs> John, how you doing? Oh, I just got uh, got back over there from the theme section. How you doing? Ooh,
1: yeah, it's exhausting. We, we need to put them closer together. I don't know why they're so far apart. I know. I know. Well, it's I
0: need that. I got in my steps. Yeah. Doing I got my and steps. I need in.
1: time to think about where I'm going to put these.
0: Yeah. Well, right. So yeah. there because are number over. number one
1: is probably, it's full already. But I, yeah. <laughs> <We need laughs> to I start there. there. <laughs>
0: Look, there are 200, over 296 Doctor Who stories. We've ranked 36 of them. Now we have two more, and and, you know, and I I don't want to criticize us here, but it seems to be a problem. We just keep having the two more, and then we keep having to rank them. I I I don't know. It just comes up every podcast that we have to do. Maybe we should
1: reformat the whole podcast. Um, Yeah. Now it's usually around second season that you just retool the whole thing. Yeah. Well,
0: Um, what if we just next episode just ranked all 225 <laughs> and then now the ranking section would just become like yeah. and of course as
1: you've yeah, seen as you know, I... yeah i actually so when i when i am uh, probers probers probers, probers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> i am in charge of updating the rankings and i have for some reason decided uh that i won't i so i i won't update the rankings till a couple days into the week because I don't I in my head I don't want to spoil the rankings for people. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't actually think that this matters. Like I'm not sure no. that people are like trying to be spoiler free on the rankings. But you know, I, I don't want people to accidentally just drift by the rankings page and then be like, oh well we this is where they rank Love and Monsters, I haven't listened to that one yet. Because I don't think people are in suspense about this section of our of the podcast. No. I no. no. All right. Well, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my, my pattern <laughs> just so you're aware, folks. Well, right, let me let me start off. Him, yeah.
0: Let me start off with these. Uh first I'll say the creature from the pit. I had I had a tough time with this cuz I enjoyed it. Um penis shaping aside. Yeah, yeah. Um but I couldn't quite like it it wouldn't rise that far up in the rankings. Kind of ended up um actually right around where uh I just ranked um impossible planet Satan pit kind of Bottom in the middle, top of the bottom, kind of around there. Yeah,
1: that was a while ago. That was like last week. I don't, I, I can't remember. That was about a week ago. Yeah, I yeah. did that. Yeah. Oof, all right.
0: So I put it That's just, prime memory on that. I put it right next to Warriors of the Deep. I put Ooh. it just, just under Warriors of the Deep. Mm. Um, right, right, right. But yeah, I like this episode. And again, Tom Baker yeah. sells it well. Um, and uh, yeah, I liked it. And mm-hmm. my big news is for any number of reasons, Love and Monsters is right to the bottom i have a new bottom wow um i can't i mean i just thought about it. i couldn't put it like i just didn't have fun watching this i mm. like there's some of these other bad ones that i was like i could kind of watch that again and have a laugh it's a talking cactus whatever i didn't i just didn't enjoy this the monster mm. was really horrid i felt like the 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 way the story was told was so disjointed i um, again, I think there were things that they were trying to do that were interesting, but they didn't get accomplished in this <laughs> version of it. And so, yeah, that's my new, new bottom wow. is a uh, love and monsters. So I put it forced- below i've choose. said this i've, yeah, I've said this several times yeah. where i'd get something close and i'd say well it's better than a panic attack this was a little worse than a panic attack because right. right. <laughs> i edge of destruction i considered like watching a panic attack yeah. um and so this one uh, i'll put just just an just a hair worse than having a panic attack okay
1: all right um yeah i'm i'm I put these in the same rough area that I did um Demons and the Impossible Plant. So it's possible i just I'm just fixated on this part of the list. <laughs> no. um, this I put is like your holding pen yeah, area. I'm just like, I like, put yeah, them I'll, here. I'll, I'll figure something out later. <laughs> Deal with this later. Um uh no, so I put the creature from the pit um right below Warriors of the Deep. Um uh, yeah. because obviously Warriors of the Deep much more hard-hitting and believable. Uh, (laughs) but it's wow and it's it's similar right i mean and it's just sort of it's i've i've actually rewatched the creature from the pit more than i'd care to admit in in public so thankfully i can see rewatching it thankfully no one is listening um (laughs) it's totally safe here um it's it's i it's funny i think it's just a funny episode it's clearly Tom breaker just in his prime just you know having a a a wonderful time playing the role um it's definitely not hard to I think it is a kind of a clever plot. Um and yeah, it's it's really only the creature uh, and I'm not a big fan of the bandits, but it's not only the creature that really the design that lets it down. But everything else is actually it's it's pretty interesting. It's kind of a fun, fun little arc uh, with good jokes. Um and then Love and Monsters uh, as I was going through the stories and sort of trying to to, to rank them, um, well, one thing I noticed is that I I, I ranked them separately. Like I'm still – I'm always going through them, and I'm like, all right, well, this new series, new series. <laughs> just wherever it happens to fall. So I got to start comparing them more to each other. Um I, Wait, what I, do you
0: mean? Say that? Again. I don't understand. So, like if what you're
1: I if I'm going through my list, I'll be like, okay, it's a new series episode. So let's see. I'll just look at the new series episode ranking. Oh, uh, oh, and, yeah, like, yeah. I, I have a tendency to do that because in my head they're very different. Um, uh, in reality, exactly. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so um, no, I put Love and Monsters immediately below uh, Creature from the Bit, um, I and above the Impossible Planet uh, and the Satan Pit. I, I agree I think the monster design is is cringeworthy to say the least um I'm not wild about Peter k's performance in it um I love, but I like I like Jackie I like sort of the sweetness of the the care I, I like the little character storylines for the the Linda people um, and I like the idea of showing how the doctor affects people sort of away from him or, or how he appears to an outside audience um and i i think so i applaud that idea russell t davies you know what if you're listening big prober if you're listening um great job try this again uh which you will do next season i'm going to take credit for that uh when we get (laughs) that story uh um i i think uh, the right idea maybe not perfectly executed but um but interesting I, i give it points for being interesting and and creative in that way you know what
0: i'm finding for me is that i'm putting Uh, this uh, this second season started out really of the new show Mm. started out uh really strong for me and then it's kind of and then actually i I did really love the age of steel Mm. but then it's really just kind of trailing off for me i'm not i have several in a row i really haven't enjoyed and and um
1: buckle up for next week (laughs) oh boy oh boy yeah (laughs)
0: That's tough. <laughs> I, I don't know, because like, I think I remember the um, uh, tenants first episode. So good. And, and it's, you know, it's funny that we watch creature from the pit because it's similar to Tom Baker. It's like, he's just so what David Tennant is yeah. so watchable. He's so great at the characters. So effortless, really fun to watch. And he is in, in these episodes, mm-hmm. but there's just, well, I guess with this one, he's not in it much. So maybe <laughs> that's part of it. He's so um,
1: watchable in the five minutes he's on screen. Yeah.
0: But, like, I think back to that first season, and it's like, well, actually, pound for pound, I think the the second season compared to the first, the first season probably better, like, yeah. uh, overall. Um, probably more consistent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more consistent. Right, right. So, you know, I think they should just cancel the show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, we got bad news for you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> John, if people
0: want to see these rankings, yeah. uh, you know, they can. And they can go to mindprobe.show. <laughs> it was sort
1: of <laughs> snotty. They can. So. They can do whatever they want. You know what? I'm not going to tell much I don't do. control your lives. <laughs> <laughs> they can go to
0: mindprobe.show. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I'm looking at rankings. I uh, care they can, about the episodes. Yeah.
0: They can also see notes that you uh, handcraft for each episode, and yeah. uh, they can. They can see what's coming next. And also they can subscribe to the podcast. If yes. you're listening right now and, and you're not a subscriber, we'd love it if and you, you could subscribe. You might be an idiot, but you Wait. know what? Let's just test it. <laughs> see, can, can you subscribe to yeah. a
1: podcast? Yeah this will be the test this will be it no pressure no commitment at this point right I mean,
0: no no yeah. i mean you just get one mm-hmm. no not the mind probe every week or on saturday afternoon will mm-hmm. come in your podcast feed you could do you have to listen to it on saturday afternoon mm-hmm. no you don't you have to listen to it then is you it, can do whatever you want
1: is that will that be sunday in australia is it is it the same around the world or is it mm-hmm. is it goes out at one time and like our like saturday oh. it's, it's going out early in australia how does that work I don't good
0: know. question it comes out 2 p.m eastern standard okay. time so that's
1: gonna be sunday in australia so it's, yeah it's your, yeah, it's, your yeah. it's your religion when you're on your way to church in australia Propping yeah. the <laughs> old
0: your... probe
1: and we covered religion last week so tune in to find out the answers to all of those questions um retroactively tune in uh, go back and retune in
0: go See back sure. retune in pull out your old podcast device Dial up, no, not the mind probe. You yeah. got to use your knobs and dials on that thing and make just make sure you
1: to put the vertical hold, uh, put the vertical hold yeah, on that there. Right. We're and the tint, we're, yeah, sure we're, that we're tint. the equivalent
0: right. of a podcast UHF channel, so you really got to like <laughs> fiddle with it a little yeah, bit. to right get, right. Get, it, the reception. get the
1: reception, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, this, uh, this is actually great uh a story that really hmm. adds color to me. Um, is um, <laughs> I used to watch Doctor Who. Uh, Hmm. When I was a kid. So this is relevant to the podcast because it's about Dr. Who and also me. Uh, I used to watch it on a an old television uh, before cable in New Hampshire, and uh, it was broadcast from Boston. And so sometimes at night, I would have to sometimes I had to watch it by standing next to the TV and holding the rabbit ears. Remember, when uh, you had to do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also, sometimes it was better if you put the if you put the rabbit ears together, that if they were held together, sometimes it was because I guess the they would be more powerful as one it's a real lesson about humanity <laughs> uniting <laughs> um, wow yeah it's beautiful and in order to get them to stay together i used and this is going to really date pretty much every pretty much all all listeners are not going to have any idea what's going on except older ones and there probably aren't any i used to use a 45 rpm record uh, if you slid it down wow yeah this East is <laughs> was there
0: a beta max tape involved <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and wow. then you know and then obviously at night we would have to turn off the generator that kept the power on uh oh, gosh. <laughs> no. um so uh what were, we what were we talking about oh yes the old TV UHf yeah. so yeah. I used to watch dr Who on you know, old it was on wGbh Boston uh I think so the flagship PBS
0: I can't remember you've told me that sir before and I can't remember it was might have been on the first episode or two but I'm not sure but oh, I yeah, don't so that is
1: I, I should subscribe to the podcast beautiful
0: yeah well there you go you should subscribe <laughs> and by the way if you do subscribe 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 in itunes subscribe in whatever app you have if you can give us a a rating in uh itunes if that's your deal we love that
1: yeah if you don't yeah then just keep it to yourself don't worry about it nobody's interested in what you have to say oh nobody
0: needs to hear that (laughs) john we as we mentioned put these episodes out every week what do we have in store for next week
1: ah yes next week um well, things aren't going to necessarily look up <laughs> in terms of our uh, news series. We kind of limp towards the season finale oh, um, with that's, that's Fear Her, uh, a topical story that, that uh, taps into the London Olympics, actually. Um, so Fear Her next week uh, for the, for the news series. And then uh, we've paired that um, with uh, another second Doctor story. So Pat Droughton is back again uh, with The Mind Robber, which is also, just heads up, a five parter uh like Ooh. the demons um but also it's very short all the par- under ran quite a bit so all the parts are very short so yeah it's about two hours long
0: john this podcast is mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. did you put the welfare of your struggling people above your own petty power no, no, no. you've tipped the podcast into a pit and thrown astrologers at it mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. john you can't just get through life throwing astrologers at your problems that's like i always say don't just throw good astrologers after bad mm-hmm astrologers can't buy you love you may have astrologers burning a hole in your pocket but a fool and his astrologers are soon parted astrologers are the root of all evil and astrologers don't grow on trees john mm-hmm. so put your astrologers where your mouth is because astrologers talk and bull crap walks okay. and that, that's all that's right. what you need to hear.
1: Okay, so should I? I should put my zodiac poult away because of <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <you flame> astrologers that <laughs> problems. All right, all right. That's, I hear you. I hear you this time.
0: <clears> oh, <throat> uh, you know, I I wanted to do a kind of ending quote there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I started to form it to to make astrologers as money, but I just ended up making a big
1: penis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, it happens more than you think. It really does. Uh, It just gets away from you. (laughs) I got the the non-folding, but it's a touch screen. Which means now I, I'm, I'm again in that weird situation where my Mac is not a touch screen and my Dell is. So as I switch between them I will begin touching my Mac.
0: I like I like the way you talk about these immense technical achievements like you can't fold it over but it's a touchy <laughs> one, I can touch it. I can't fold it though. <laughs>